Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Our Father, we thank you again for your tangible presence in our midst. We're grateful. We don't take it for granted because we know it is not everywhere your tangible presence is manifest. As we go into the word, we ask that that same tangible presence go with us. Oh Lord, come and open the word. Then open our understanding. Anoint me afresh. Let me speak as I should as an oracle of God. Put the same unction and anointing upon the ears and the hearts of all that will hear me. Those who are physically present as well as those who are hearing me remotely electronically. Or who will hear me remotely electronically. So that the word will flow freely from you via me, through me, to the people. To do an internal and eternal work in every heart, including my own. In particular, to cause our wills to become more humble. Minds to be more enlightened with revelation knowledge. Emotions to be more tempered and controlled by the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I further pray as I speak, the power of the Spirit of God be released in great as well as in sufficient measure to back these words and follow them wherever they're heard and released in all the earth. Yes, power that will heal, power that will deliver, power that will break yokes and free men so that they will become doers of the things that they hear and are hearers only. I also pray for mercy to be faithful that I will deliver this word with precision. Redeem the time and say only what you want me to say. Bring out the treasure of this word things new and old as a scribe instructed unto the kingdom in Jesus name my message today is entitled keep playing that but very very quietly so it's not obtrusive but it's still there in the background uh, my message today is called works of faith with power it's taken from the text in 2nd Thessalonians Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 11. Paul is praying for the Thessalonians. This is actually an apostolic prayer for the whole church. It was given to by revelation to the apostle Paul. He prayed for the Thessalonians, but it's for everybody, you know, that God would count them worthy. That's a great prayer because you see Jesus telling us in the book of Matthew rather no Luke, where he says, you know, that you will be accounted worthy to stand before the Son of Man. In other words, God is assessing us. Last week, or two weeks ago, I can't remember exactly when, I was talking about obeying your conscience, and I talked about the issue of continuous assessment. That thing is going on. Many people don't realize that. You know, they're not conscious of it, that God is constantly assessing you. And it is only those who are, who are accounted worthy that qualify for certain aspects of, you know, the things of God. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not for everybody. I will, you know, I keep doing that because it's the truth. You know, I will rephrase that a little bit. It's for everybody. But it's not everybody that allows themselves to go through the process of becoming worthy and then qualify. God is not an exclusive God. He is no respecter of persons. There is no one that cannot get the highest that is available in God. 
But they, they, there's a process that has to yeah, has to take place in your mind, your will, your emotions, your body to account you to be worthy. And so Paul is praying this great prayer for these people. And it's a prayer I pray for myself every day. I've taught us it's in all my books, you know, I've, since 1988. You know, if you're, if you are really following after me, this is how you will know. If you don't pray this prayer for yourself, you're not really following fully. You're following, but not fully. You know, you should be praying. You should pray every day. I pray daily, you know. I've been praying it for 40-something years now, you know, that you count me worthy of the high calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. And here it is, the work, everybody said, the work of faith with power. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Do something to this mic. It's not, it doesn't have the usual, I think it's, it's a little bit muted. So please, up there. Always do your testings properly before the service. So I don't have to keep telling you this every week. You know, make sure the mic is at the right volume so that it's easy for people to hear what I'm saying. Everyone say, the work of faith with power. Now, this, that's what I want to concentrate on today. It's very interesting. I actually asked the choir to sing that song, the Thomas kind of faith. Now, what's different between Thomas and the others you know, Thomas could only believe in what he could see. Let's keep it uh, compact. In what he could perceive with his physical senses. Most Christians are like that today. You find people that, you know, when we finish praying, you say, you know, praise God. They don't praise God. But if the answer comes and they see the physical man, they go, oh, praise God. <laughs> they could not praise God like that before the answer came because they could not see the invisible. So, it only became real to them when the physical manifestation came. But God wants us to be people. That's why Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen but believe. He said, Thomas, now you have seen, you now believe. He said, but there are people who didn't see yet believed. And of course, the greatest example of that is John. John didn't see, John did not see the resurrected Christ when he believed. He only saw, he saw the empty tomb. He saw the napkin on his head neatly folded together. The Bible says, and he believed. He saw the evidence, you know. He knew what Jesus had said in the past, so he believed. So believing is a very, very important thing. And we're going to talk about it in a more about it in a minute. So, the work of faith with power. So, this tells us three things. Number one, there is a work that you have to do with faith. And that work has to be done with divine power. The Greek word power there is the word dunamis. You know, and we're going to be looking at that later on, you know, in this message. You know, dunamis is processed zoe. I'll explain. Crude oil is what we get from the ground. But you cannot run your car on crude oil. You take it to a refinery, then you know, it has certain fractionating columns and all of that. You know, and one of the products of crude oil is petroleum motor spirit. We call it petrol. That's what your run has. There's another product which is called diesel. Something, some engines like our generators, they work on diesel. 
you know, uh, and, and so many other products like that. But the, the base uh, substance is crude oil. So it is with the life of God. The life of God is what is inside God that makes God God. Is the original substance. Now, when you process uh, uh, Zoe through prayer, confession, it now becomes power, dunamis. It can create. It can, it can bring healing. It bring prosperity. Give wisdom. All those things are products. They are refined. They are products of refined Zoe. Of Zoe that has been processed in the place of prayer. And confession and speaking. You see, when God does anything, he speaks it into being. So the Zoe in him is now released through his mouth as dunamis, power, that now created the heavens and the earth. That now, you know, made the sun and the moon and, and made the fishes and made the, 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 the animals and made the grass and all those things. Those are their created products that are a consequence of uh, Zoe, the, the very life of God that has now been processed through God's heart, through confession, through prayer. I'm getting ahead of myself, but you know, uh, if you look at Genesis chapter 1, you learn a lot in those few verses there. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. You know, uh, uh, the earth became without form and void, you know, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. At that time, God had not made any water. So there was a water before because, because of the fall of uh, Lucifer. So he, over the face of the, of the waters. And then God said. So there was a process that took place. The Holy Spirit was incubating over that uh, uh, confused, chaotic uh, condition upon the earth. You know, and then God now spoke. When he spoke, power, dunamis came out that now created you know, spiritual light. Over that entire condition. And then all the other things were now created. You know, day one, day two, day three, and day four. Let me just say this. You know, for those um, ignorant. And I, I don't say that in an insultive kind of way. I say it in a corrective kind of manner. You hear a lot of scientists, you know. Say, uh, the other day we were watching something on, uh, was it on CNN? No, no. I, yeah, it was CNN. You know, and they discovered one skeleton that they say, oh, is about 80 million years old. You know, they, they use, because I'm a physicist, they use what we call carbon dating. You look at the radioactive material, then you can take it into the lab, do some little experiment on it, that you can um, estimate, it's just an estimate, you know, how old it is, you know. And that makes people say, oh, the Bible cannot be true. Uh, the Bible says, you know, the earth was created in six days. You know, you haven't read the, you haven't read the book properly. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Full stop. Then, and the earth became without form and void. Only God knows how many eons, I preached this some years ago, you know, of time passed between when God created the first heavens and the earth, and then it became without form and void. Then he stayed like that. Then the Spirit of God overed over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And then this present earth as it is now you and i was made six thousand years ago but before that six thousand years there's a whole uh, um, host if i can use that expression of ages eons going into millions billions of years we don't that we know nothing about we we, we know by revelation is there but we don't really know how long 
So when the scientists started discovering things, there were spirits on this earth before. This same earth, because God first of all created the heavens and the earth. Satan was here. Principalities and bodies, they used to live here in physical bodies. When God cast Satan out of heaven and all the rebellion, they became disembodied spirits. That is a spirit that hasn't got a body. So those their bodies and many of the fossils that are skeletons that are being found today are those demonic bodies that those spirits had before the rebellion and when God had to now, you know, uh, 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 um, destroy what well, you see this in Jeremiah chapter 4 it's in different places in scripture you see in Isaiah 45 I don't have time to go there but trust me it's there you know you find that all of that it's all there you know so when they see dinosaurs and they saw those, those they were all there on the earth before the before the uh, fall of, of, of Satan or the destruction of that ancient civilization so when you now see all of those things so don't let don't let anybody like the Bible says, it says, let no man, you know, spoil you through philosophy and, and vain deceit. And come and oh, the Bible is not true. You know, the, the science has found that oh, God is millions of years ahead of science. Trillions. Are you listening to me? So, God made the heavens and the earth. You know, and uh, he did it by this life. That is now converted to dunamis. So when he says the work of faith with power, he's saying faith, then there is a work. But that work of faith is not flesh, it's power. It's to be done by dunamis. A lot of our works of faith are flesh. We don't do it with dunamis, we do it with natural human, you know, gragra. And that's a Yoruba colloquial term you know we just natural human struggling you know we've all we all know this scripture and that's the next scripture i'm going to go to it's james chapter 2 everybody knows this scripture or should well maybe not everybody but you know everybody should and if you've been a christian for some time you know scripture so then even so faith if it hath not works is dead being alone so faith in god many times requires some corresponding physical action. Many times we try and do those correspondences by the flesh. So we, 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 we do foolish things. Let me tell you a foolish thing I did many years ago. You know, I, I, I gave testimony here a few Sundays ago. You know, I was believing God to go to America. You know, and I got the money for the ticket. I bought the ticket. But I didn't have money for the hotel and all of that. So I hadn't got my visa. But I was still believing God. So because faith without works is dead, I now did the works of faith. But it was in the flesh. I went to the airport without a visa, you know, and without any money, you know, trusting that maybe an angel or something will appear, <laughs> you know, and God will just, you know, do something. So when I got to the airport, you know, I was a young Christian. I didn't know better. That is a very typical example of trying to do the work of faith by the flesh instead of doing it but with power. I'm going to show you how to do it with power in a minute. You know, so, of course, they didn't put me on the flight. They said, Mr. Johnson, you don't have a visa. Sorry, I can't put you on the flight. So, the, the, but they were nice to me. They weren't too nasty. They said, I should go to the American embassy. Anyway, to cut a long story short, 
you know, I told you, you know, prophetic word came the night before. Then somebody came and gave me a thousand dollars. All that happened, you know. So with that money and all of that, and I went to the, the American embassy. And then in those days, it wasn't like it is today. You just walk in, tell them, you know, I told them, show them my ID card. I'm from Prayer College. I'm going on summer holiday to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm going for, I took Kenneth Hagin Word of Faith magazine. They didn't know who Kenneth Hagin was, but I showed it to them. They said, okay, Mr. Johnson, is very hot in Tulsa. Have a nice time. And they stamped my passport. In those days, it was so easy, you know. And I came back, the plane had left, you know, and then the, I met a gentleman who said, come tomorrow, and he, I did, and he put me on the plane. I didn't do the work of faith with power. I did it in the flesh. Many Christians still do the same thing today. So I want to teach you today, by the grace and the mercy of God, how to do the works. Yes, faith without works is dead. There are works of the Spirit that are done with dunamis and we're going to get to how the physical one comes in you know when 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 we read these examples you know they call it corresponding action but what's corresponding sometimes another foolish thing that people do is i won't take medicine and we say that's not uh, to to prove i'm believing god i'm not going to take any medicine you're not taking medicine is not a work of faith with power it is flesh. It is without understanding. And many times it will kill you. And it has killed many Christians. Not taking medicine is not faith. It took us many years to understand this. I almost died as a young Christian. Believing God. I had malaria. Believing God. I don't have no take medicine. I'm believing God. I'm, faith without works is dead. If I take medicine, it's work. You know, thank God I had some more mature Christians like Brother Emiko and others around me. I said, it's not like that. You just die. And I almost died. You know, that I had to go and take um, anti-malarias and I got healed. And I started learning more. Because you see, when I was a much younger Christian in England, if I got sick, I'll just pray and I'll get healed. And that happened for a while. Then after a while, I did and it did work. But later on, years later... I've learned now, even taking medicine is a part of the work of faith. When it's done, it's led by the Spirit. Taking medicine is not, it's not, it's not wrong. And then I now discovered that in the Bible, Hezekiah was healed by putting a bunch of figs on, on the, you know, you know, which is like us taking medicine today. Yet before he was going to die. So God healed him, but he said he should put, you know, so, the, the, the divine healing came along with natural medicine. And that God still does that a lot today. People don't understand that. You know? So, uh, uh, this has been a lot of misunderstanding. So, let, let's deal with them one by one. The first work of faith that you must learn to do is believing. What is believing? I'm going to give it to you in a very simple way. I laid a foundation during the Bible study. That just so happened, you know, they're not interconnected. You know, is seeing the invisible. You can put inside your notebook, put believing equals seeing the invisible. If you believe, you will see the invisible. If you're not seeing the invisible, you're not believing. And I explained during my Bible study that it takes spiritual light. We're going to get to power in a minute. It takes spiritual light. To see spiritual things, just like it takes 
physical light to see physical things. I can see this television now because there's a light that is coming from me that is entering my eyes. It's going to my retina, to my brain, so I can see it. If you switch it off and you switch off all the lights in this place, you know, and you, we put cut dark black curtains on all the, so that no sunlight is coming. I won't see it anymore. Not because it's not there, because there's no light activating the sense of vision to enable me to see it. Without physical light, I cannot see a physical thing. Without spiritual light, you cannot see spiritual things. That's why majority of Christians don't believe. And that is why they are always trying to use the Thomas kind of faith to get the blessings of Abraham and it's not going to work. You'll never get Abraham's blessing with the Thomas kind of faith. The mountain will just stand there in that same old place. If you have to see it first, touch it on <laughs> something or taste. You'll never get Abraham's blessing with the Thomas kind of faith. You, you, if you have to see it first, hear it or touch it. In other words, if you have to perceive it with your physical senses, you're not going to get a blessing. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.